All right. Hey, Thrivers. Welcome to the Thrive Fit Podcast. Uh, we are coming at you. It is March, and we are excited. We have our March guest, which is Carolyn, Carolyn Hampton, who uh, you can see her anytime you'd like downstairs at MyoFit. Um, they are a partner with us. They're here um, at Thrive. And uh, yeah, they offer a variety of things. I won't get into it. I'll let her share a little bit of that. But the rig topic this month is restoration. So restoring yourself, recovering, um, those kind of things, the pre-recovery, post-recovery, different things. Uh, we thought no one better to come in and talk about that than Carolyn. So in MyoFit and to help us out. So Carolyn, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself a little bit and who you are and what you guys do. Yeah. So I am um, an athletic trainer. If any of you played high school sports, collegiate sports, those types of things, usually you had some kind of run-in with the athletic trainer and the athletic training room clinic, those types of things. Um, MyoFit as a company is a little bit different in terms of what we provide and how we operate. So we don't work in the typical um, traditional setting, high school athletics, collegiate athletics. We do see a few of those, but they're a pretty small percentage. So essentially it's bringing sports medicine, athletic trainers to the general public. Yeah. MyoFit as a company has been really successful in CrossFit. And so we do a lot of work with CrossFitters, yeah. marathon, triathletes, those types of things. Um, me personally, I've been with the company for about four and a half, almost five years now. Um, I came to the company because I worked with a larger physical therapy company and I wasn't the happiest because of the way they did things. So MyoFit's very unique in our model and that we are able to bring athletic training uh, to the general public. Yeah. And one of the fun facts too is you have, if I'm correct me if I'm right here or if I'm wrong, but you have your first, you were the first uh, to go through their grad, like the doctorate program for athletic training. Yeah. So I went to Indiana State from there. I started in their undergrad program in athletic training and filtered all the way through their doctorate program. And I was a part of the first cohort or the first class that graduated with a doctorate in athletic training degree. Yeah. So. Some knows her stuff, so <laughs> <laughs> she knows what's going on. So that's incredible. So I'm I'm really excited to have you today because I don't know you very well yet. Yeah, and looking forward just to <laughs> getting to know who you are and what you do and how that especially speaks into uh, restoration. But tell me first, like how long have you been at CrossFit Thrive? I have worked out at CrossFit Thrive, I think, for a year and a half now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was active before I was a runner growing up, a swimmer. I did lots of different things. I had never done CrossFit before yeah. Thrive yeah. regularly. Yeah. I had done it before, but I had kind of jumped around. MyoFit has some different satellite locations. And so I had jumped around and done CrossFit in different gyms, but nowhere where I felt like it was the place I was supposed to be. Yeah. And Thrive has really provided me that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I think, uh, it's been about what, almost two years, I think now that I've been, coming and like going yeah. and, and I think that's kind of how the relationship started is I started I mean some members were coming and I had heard that they were going to MyoFit and I'm like where MyoFit what is it? so <laughs> they're like yeah we keep telling her that you, you know and so um came in for initial and been coming and visiting and then you've been coming to the gym since then and so I think it's been really great so when we moved here to the new location it kind of worked out for you guys to be with us or here with us and I think that's just been a really great partnership so helping uh seeing a lot of people that have been able to come and fix a lot of things and stay healthy. And that's what's, you know, I've even my own, you know, injuries and stuff like that, being able to stay healthy. It's been huge having you guys on board. So it's cool. 
Yeah, okay. we all get them. The puzzle, the puzzle pieces all fit together for us to be here at the same time. <laughs> That's, That's for sure. Exactly, exactly. Cool. So, well, kind of getting into this, um, or do you have any more questions about before we talk about restoration? Do you no, have any I think more that's, that I think would, that's yeah. really good. Tell me a little bit first, just like about your family. Like, uh, are you married? Do you have kids? Do you come from a family? Do you have a mom and dad? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, where are you from? What, what, what you do? I'm originally from Southwest Indiana. So if anyone's ever heard of Holiday World, I'm from that area okay. of the state. Um, but I, my boyfriend and I have been together for almost six years now. We awesome. live in Fishers, so I okay. come over to Westfield. Um, we have two dogs. My, my mom still great lives Dane. in my home, hometown. Yeah. Nice. I have an Aussie doodle and then I have a great Dane. Yeah. So I have nice. a medium sized dog and then a very large, very large dog. What's the marking dog. pattern on the great Dane? Yeah. She's black. She's a white okay. chest, but then she's all black. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I love they're dogs, dogs, but they're they're wow. dogs, but they're my children. Fur <laughs> babies, no problem. They sure are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff that we need to know. See, you know, when someone comes and talks to you, they'd be like, "Oh, I love fur babies as well, and these are my dogs." And there aren't nice very many pattern. people who don't like dogs. It's true. <laughs> And if there are people who love cats more than dogs, they should just be eliminated. Yeah, cats, yeah, cats are <laughs> Just not. kidding. Sorry if you like cats. Sorry. Cats are evil on Paw Patrol. That's it. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, into this topic of restoration, so kind of planning out this month of it, kind of what we wanted to look at, that focus was helping people understand the importance of it, of like recovery, um, like moving better, or kind of it's – our job in that hour to really try to break them down to, you know, challenge the muscle groups to get them breathing heavy and, you know, challenge that muscles and break those muscles down, but really helping people understand the importance and the value of either pre post and some of those things that they need to be doing outside of the gym or outside of that hour, I should say. And some of those things we add in sometimes with foam rolling and stuff like that, but just a deeper level, you know, kind of that important side of things. So what do you think is like, I don't know, kind of getting rolling into that, like really important pieces to this like recovery. I think there's a lot, it's kind of a loaded question because I think there's a lot to it. So I could mention the really simple stuff like the foam roller or like the big, rogue loop bands, things like that, that you can use that are tools in the gym. You can use the rig to help stretching. You can use a partner to help stretching those types of things that you can do in the gym. But I think there's, it's, it's kind of a whole body picture. So I think nutrition plays into it. I think mental health plays into it, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Um, so I would say simply, simply breaking it down. I can do the musculoskeletal stuff and I can talk about some of the other pieces that fit in and their importance, but seeing a specialist in those areas, someone that specifically works in it is important too. Yeah. So the simple stuff is like a foam roller, the bands. Sometimes people use like Theraguns. People borrow my Theragun. Yes. People have hypervolts, those types of things. Um, but there's a lot more interesting things too, like cryotanks yeah. are big. I don't know if either of you have done I have. Cryotanks. I've done, oh man, that- it's, uh, so it's crazy. that's kind of a new tool mm-hmm. for recovery as well. IV infusions. There's a lot of different pieces to recovery, I think. Did you say IV infusions, uh-huh. like with a needle going uh-huh. directly into your bloodstream? Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's exactly that's, what that's I said. Anything, that's incredible. <laughs> I, I really like that. So tell me, like, well, why, why is the restoration important? Isn't the breakdown what really builds the muscle? So the breakdown is going to build the muscle, right? So that's what Darren does. That's what you do when you're in the gym. But every time you break down a muscle, you create these teeny tiny micro tears. So you strain your hamstring because you're sprinting and you're running and you come to a a halt. You come to a stop after the sprint, you tear your hamstring. 
that's a major micro tear. Got it. And you create micro tears in the gym. That's hyper, That's how you hypertrophy, and that's what makes you sore. Mm-hmm. And so you have all these teeny tiny micro tears. We have to heal those just like we have to heal the Majors. major tears yeah. that occur. So musculoskeletally, that's what you're kind of looking at, breaking down the muscle. We have to help restore, and we have to help those things heal as well. So for the... Again, I'm 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 playing. I'm finding that my role yeah. here in the podcast is to play the average Joe because it's, <laughs> it, plays, it plays with that. So like the average Joe. So helping me understand because this is this is fascinating and really helpful. Why is it important then that we go beyond those basics of rollers and bands and theraguns and those things into that next level, which is kind of where your uh, passion and your expertise lies? What, what pushes that person or why is it important to push past those basics into the, the specifics? Yeah, so you can get by on doing the basics for so long. Right. And you'll, you'll probably be okay. You might be okay. I like to say as people age, but people don't tend to like to talk about that kind uh, of a process. Yeah, but sure. things change as you age. You become more predisposed to injuries. You become at greater risk. But... Sometimes it depends on the activity level. It can depend on your diet. And so you're only treating a small corner of the picture you're, or you're, you're only taking care of a small piece of the pie, That's essentially. Yep. And you can get by for a while that way, but it's kind of one of those things that eventually it tends to catch up to you. Some people are lucky. Most of us, unfortunately, are not. Uh, right. yeah. And so injuries are going to happen regardless of your activity level. I see a lot of people who have back pain or headaches or things because they sit at a desk for 10 hours a day and they're... Mm-hmm sedentary they're inactive so there's lots of different pieces to the pie and you can get by for a while on the little things or on the basics but it's important to dive into some of these other things as well yeah yeah i think that's i think that's exactly right i think it's just kind of diving that deeper level so where does a person get started let's say let's say they're coming in four to five times a week they're seeing um, they want to improve their performance. They want to get better at some of this gym stuff. What's like the, kind of those first resources or things that they could be looking into to improve or to feel more recovered quicker, I guess I should say. I would say to start, I always suggest starting small. So if you have never touched a foam roller in your entire life, start by foam rolling one thing, right? That's yeah. a start because it's overwhelming to think about, well, I know that my neck is sore, so I should be rolling this, or I should be stretching that, or I should be doing my lower body because it's squat day and we're doing heavy this tomorrow. It gets really overwhelming when you look at and you lay out all of these things. (laughs) And it doesn't mean you can't get to that point and you can start there, but it's about forming really good habits. And I think, I think that's a trend at some point too, but I think it's about figuring out how you can make it a habit and how it fits into your life. So an easy thing to do is, especially for CrossFitters, Usually you like to work out and come in for the social aspect. Yeah. You can lay on a foam roller and still be social. That's right. You can stretch and still be social. So I think picking one thing to get started is important, but I think there's some subjectivity to it oh, too. Yeah, for I sure. can say yeah, get started like, by foam rolling or stretching, but somebody might need to start at nutrition. Exactly. So, you know? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. So what is the what is the I guess to break it down, like if it's if you're talking pre like foam rolling pre before your workout, what's the what's the benefits I guess that they're gonna get from something like that? As far as like almost enticing a person to like, hey, I'm gonna try foam yeah. rolling. You know what I mean? I'm gonna try it. The tricky part is there's there's benefits with foam rolling and stretching before and after. So yeah. you generally want to do your dynamic warm up before, but you're going to 
start fresh blood flow moving through your body with foam rolling. So you're starting to break down the muscle as we talked about and encourage fresh blood flow, which is positive for movement. Yes. But you want to prepare for movement by moving also. So foam rolling is important before you're you're starting the fresh blood flow, you're getting the muscle and the tissue moving around Mm -hmm. as you should, but you still need to move to prepare to move. Yes. As well. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's really good. Yeah. And so then let's go, uh, the post then. So like we're talking also about the restoration. So we're restoring the body after those breakdowns. Um, would you represent or would you recommend, um, some of the same, uh, steps for your, your post workout? Is that foam rolling? Is that theragunning? Is that, um, banding? What, what are the benefits or the steps that you recommend there for the restoration process? Yeah. So like a Theragun or Hypervolt, the percussive type treatment modalities, I tend to put in a very similar realm as foam rolling, even though how they operate is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are a little bit different in terms of what they, they do for the tissue, but in terms of just keeping it simple, they both improve blood flow. They're both going to help break down and move the tissue. Um, and so the, the benefits after you already have fresh blood flow, right? And so we talk about lactic acid Mm -hmm. causes muscle soreness. Lactic acid is actually, it's, it doesn't hang out in the body as long as what a lot of people think. So that actually might only hang around for two hours, but it's hydrogen. And so that's what we actually need to move around that sticks Mm -hmm. around in the muscles and sticks around wherever you're trying to hypertrophy and for muscle soreness. And so it's less improved blood flow when you're foam rolling or using a Theragun or Hypervolt and more just moving the tissue and moving some of these fluids around. Pushing things around, kind of yes. getting things to move around yes. compared to just being so like when it's yeah, stiff feeling almost. Right. Yeah. So the question that comes up that you just said there is the lactic acid doesn't hang around. It's about two hours. So is it more imperative to immediately restore the muscles with foam rolling and banding and hypervolting? Is it more helpful to do it immediately after a workout than it would be six or seven hours later? Usually you're going to have less muscle soreness if you take the time to do it immediately. Well, junk. I didn't that does not. Today. That does not mean. I'm sitting in this chair all day. Well, now my legs are going to be sore. No, yeah. That's all right. That's really helpful to know. That's yeah. super helpful. Yeah. Thank you. That's that something I learned. That's new. Doesn't mean that it's not still beneficial to do it after. Sure. Because those muscles still get stuck together. Fascia, fi- muscle fibers, all of that stuff. It's just we're really. It sounds gross, but we're really sticky on the inside. Yeah, yeah. And those tissues just get stuck together, and so you're going to be really stiff when you get up. That's yeah. probably a good time to do something about it, whether yeah, yeah. it be foam rolling theragun something like that that's yeah. super helpful so that yeah. that's a that's a huge takeaway for everybody in this gym like yeah i know your schedule's tight i know you came to the gym to get your workout in but that part of re- restoration is really best served within those first few hours after your workout and then continually served as you work those out later on during the day and the week right yeah. so you're not saying i can just come in do my thing and then roll out which or not roll out leave, leave. you know what I mean but you should be rolling out before you roll out so. roll out before you roll out man that's Here. like a hashtag right there that's your new hashtag yeah, hashtag roll out before you roll, roll out. out before you you're roll good out. at those catchphrases too. I am good at those catchphrases <laughs> that's it here's We're the thing no. here's the thing too rolling out or Theragun or Hypervolt those types of stuff a lot of people don't like to do them because they're so uncomfortable right there's two things one is that you control the pressure right like when you come to me I control the pressure And part of that is going to be dependent on you and how you're feeling at the time. But 
you control the pressure, it's going to be so much more comfortable if you do it right after you work out. When that blood is... You have fresh blood flow. Your body is warm, like quads. I have not, never met someone who likes to roll their quads. They're awful. Darren and I talk about oh, it all man, the time. I cannot handle the it. Only I, time, I the worst time. <laughs> the I'm, only time I will ever roll my quads is right after working out. Yeah. It's so much more comfortable right. than any other time. Yeah. Especially when you're like super duper sore and you come in and you're like, yep. absolutely. Yeah. No, that's so good. So that's, that's, that's a million, million dollars right there. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, just, just rolling out. After so that. let's take it a little bit deeper. So that deeper someone, you know, that's like the basics. I want to get, I want to foam roll. I want to recover. These are some basics. I could do it pre-work. Maybe make sure I warm up a little bit first. Okay. Right after that's really important. What if I face an injury of some sort? Obviously, um, our scope as a, as coaches only goes so far and you get sometimes people ask and I refer out to you quite a bit and things like that. But when it comes to diagnosing or kind of taking that look, cause some people, I feel like they think it's, Oh, it's a tweak. And then they're, I'm just going to work through it. I'm going to co- come, keep coming and whatever. And it'll be, and then they end up risking their ability to come here at all because they pushed it too hard. So like that self-diagnosing, yeah. like when, you know, Kind of just better understanding, yeah, when you should be able to do stuff or not. The difference between sore, tweaked, and hurt. Yeah. Are are those three fair breakdowns? Is that how you would categorize them, or would you reshuffle those? And how do you tell those? Sore, tweaked, and And hurt, hurt. right? Yeah. Yeah. So muscle soreness is going to last how long, relatively? A day or two if it's mild to moderate, three, four days if it's pretty severe. So if your muscle soreness is lasting longer than that three, four days – that's when we're starting to look at maybe I tweaked something, yep. but that's not the end all be all. This yeah. is a, again, a very kind of loaded area right. yeah, for sure. But if you have muscle soreness that isn't resolving in three to four days, there could be something else going on that maybe we need to look at. Now, if it's a, an acute injury where you're getting, um, you have more of a specific mechanism. So I don't know, you snatched and you felt something kind of tweak or something pop in your shoulder or, you were running and you felt something pop or you twisted your ankle on the ice or whatever it may be, that's an acute mechanism of injury, that something specific happened that caused some kind of damage that led to some kind of symptoms, pain, swelling, bruising, whatever it may be. That's an immediate injury that you need to have looked at. Muscle soreness, that's, I think, the tricky part is sometimes if particularly you're not used to working out, differentiating muscle soreness from is it an injury type pain. And sometimes for people that takes a little bit of time to sort out and for them to figure out and learn their body too. And so... Especially in the beginning when they're just getting started. mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Can I give you a case in point and see what you would say about this? So Mm -hmm. I've experienced this when I first started. And then I've had a friend who's experienced this just recently. So like my, our movements were fine. I would get on a rig and hang and my shoulder felt like it was going to explode. At that point, like every time I got yeah. on the rig, I was like, I can't, I can't, I yeah. can't. And I literally couldn't. Like I wanted to, but I couldn't. So is that tweak? Is that injury? Is that sore? If you find during a specific movement yep. and it's always the same specific movement that causes it, yep. either there's something that has been tweaked at some time that has caused some kind of, kind of an injury that I would yep. say hurt. So it's kind of, it could be kind of a little bit of both. And yeah. I think that's a really good example because you could injure yourself and you could have the acute mechanism and it could heal. So now you're non-symptomatic. You don't have pain. You, you don't notice the injury. But if you never did anything about it, 
it you might be non-symptomatic, but it hasn't necessarily healed. It's going to rear its ugly head yes. in another setting. So it's going to come back at some point in some way. The body is very structurally built to work together. So maybe you have scar tissue from that injury and then you start to feel it, I don't know, in your neck yep. or in your thoracic, some of these other areas. Things do spread when we don't take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big thing too. I think people, oh, well, that went that went away. You know what I mean? Well, that that went away. That's ah, I, it hurt for a month, but now it's fine. You know, now I'm fine. So, what kind of like they they have those kind of tweaks, and then it may cause imbalances. And we don't obviously we don't want that. You don't you don't want to sacrifice having you know I broke my arm as a kid, and I now have no range of motion through my left right right. So. That's affected me throughout the years more and more down the line to a shoulder and some tears and then being able to activate in the back with my scap and all that kind of stuff. So um, what kind of steps do you take then to like how much are either taking time off or like how do you what kind of resources would you kind of suggest you kind of looking into past that? It's really I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this hopefully from two different ways if yeah. I can remember, but it's always going to be very subjective because it's going to depend, depend on the sim- the symptoms, the joint, whatever is going on, whatever caused it and whatever the medical history is. So there's a lot that kind of plays into it. Generally speaking, when you go through school, if you injured your elbow, they teach you, you want to look above and below that joint. So you want to look down to the wrist and you want to look up to the shoulder, not only for the acute signs of inflammation, like redness, swelling, bruising, the things that people think about, but also for dysfunction. So weaknesses and balances, those types of things. And I think that that's a great concept and it's really important. But if people have really bad ankle mobility and they never do anything about it, they're going to end up having really bad hip mobility and really bad issues with their knees, those types of things. And so it is above and below, but it can affect lots of different parts of the body. Mm -hmm. I would say, generally speaking, in terms of resources, there's a lot out there. I tend to stick more to the healthcare profession Mm -hmm. because that's how I'm trained. So there's a lot of like social media, Facebook, Instagram, Mobility Wad, I think is a great resource for people. The biggest thing is just not going gung-ho with something when you're you don't know what's yeah. going on yeah because then sometimes you can cause more harm than you really do good at that point absolutely and i think so, so i'll just put it out there because i'm not paid to be here or do anything <laughs> else like that but we have an excellent resource right here at the yeah. gym with professionals who have their doctorates who might actually be able to speak into this if you're hurt and you get to a point where you're like i can't maybe you should go to my outfit and yeah. talk to somebody i was not paid for that endorsement <laughs> but i would happily give it right because yeah. it's sitting right here yeah, and that's... it's it's a way you've got people who are knowledgeable, who can uh, have the understanding of where to look and how to look and incorporate all of those things. Why would you not avail yourself of that resource, especially if you're injured and you want to continue on with your CrossFit career? Then like that's that's a wonderful resource that you have right here available to you right now in the place that you're already coming. Just saying, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, it's not going to get much better than that for you, Carolyn. Um, so I guess let's look at it at CrossFit as a whole. Our bigger, you know, you 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 work with a lot of gyms. You visit a lot of gyms, or a lot of people come to visit you from different gyms, not just Thrive, obviously. But what are some things that you feel like CrossFitters or 
group fitness, this type of interval training, high rep training, things like that, that people could do a better job of trying to, to help avoid injury in this, in this kind of type of training, I should say. Is there some things out there that you see of like, if they did a little bit more of this kind of thing to kind of prevent whatever, you know what I mean? In that, like either in their pre, their post or during workouts, things like that. Yeah. I think a big one is desk jobs are common, Mm. right? We're all sitting right now. Yes, right. And so you sit at a desk job for so many hours in a day. And then I, the amount of like, for instance, rotator cuff tears or rotator cuff injury, sprain, strain, tendonitis, all of this stuff that I see so often, a lot of times is because you sit in this forward posture. Yeah, we're all hunched over. And then you come into the gym and you're expected all of a sudden to lift overhead. And so you can do a good dynamic warm up, but it takes sometimes more than yeah. that. So they need to, people need to get into the gym and move and get warmed up and make the effort to prepare your body specifically for the workout hmm. to decrease your risk of injury. Yeah. So f- external factors of life and yes. actually affect how I perform in the gym. That's I interesting. I feel like I just <laughs> put the nail in the coffin for something Darren's been driving on. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that we should take some of these warm-ups, you know, a little bit more seriously <laughs> and things like that. And so, yeah, I think it's a lot of that. I think people have this like I should be able to do this or that. And I think they need to give themselves just a little bit of a little bit of credit to the fact that you know, squatting people, oh, I can't get depth or I have pain or I have, you know, I just, I can't do that. Or I'm like, these snatches are hard or I'm getting, I'm going to get whatever. It's like, well, there are things that you could be doing besides just like grinding through the workout, the workout of the day. Those, there's a lot of, there's a lot of value to that, you know, to adding those extras as far as your long, the long term, right. You, I think that's what we seen. We tend to talk about a lot of mm-hmm. times when we meet of like, how crossover symmetry would right. assist in some of those things like, or foam, like just, you know, basically foam rolling, just a basic thing, but you know, other exercises, movements, you know, that world of things too. Yeah. So again, today was front squat day. I, I know that this is months from now, but, uh, just in the past six months for me, just the, the elbow extensions on the rig and then the elbow punches, mm-hmm. uh, using the bar, up my my front squat rep today by 30 pounds so like the, my last time that i've done it was before i started mm-hmm. doing all this mobility and stretching yep. and the reason i couldn't do it was not because my legs couldn't handle it, it was because my wrists couldn't handle it yeah and being able to stretch that out and get that mobility back and using that restorative process both pre and post mm-hmm. is what gets you into the places where you want to be and so doing that is why we're here why restoration is so important and that works in, in each area that you're looking to, to get better in. Sometimes you have to listen to your body. That sounds like a really cliche and really like stupidly yeah. simple concept. But yeah. the amount of time that people actually take to stop and slow down and listen to what your body's telling you is important. But sometimes yeah. you have to think outside the box yep. in terms of, oh, it's not actually my squat. It's my wrist that yep. can't handle it. Those types of things happen a lot as right. well. Um, as far as this, like journey of like okay I, oh, i'm i'm rounded forward so i can just do you know crossover symmetry for a week and then i'm going to open that up is that right or is it something that i need to be putting a little bit longer process into like as far as consistently adding things like that so myofit as a whole as a company functions as a culture of we want to maintain things so we may see you because you had an acute injury because you had a shoulder issue and i get you started doing crossover sy- symmetry 
these things will work more effectively in the beginning, particularly if we are extremely diligent on them. Mm-hmm. And that's the tricky part is figuring out how do we fit it into your life? How do we make more time? All of us need more time to do yeah. these things in general, to do other things in general. And so figuring out how it fits into your life in the short term, mm. in the injury healing stage, but in the long term, because the injury can always come back. Other injuries can occur, but if we can keep you injury free, that's more of our goal long term. And so people may still come in for a maintenance appointment is what we call it. Yeah. And it's different for everybody. It might be once a month. It might be quarterly. It might be every other month. It just depends on what people need. But yeah. if you're doing crossover symmetry really, really diligently at the beginning, you'll see tons of benefits from it. But if you stop doing it, you won't continue to see those you're benefits. S- you're going to keep sitting in the chair. You're going to yep. keep driving. You're going to keep on your phone. Exactly. Those yeah. things. You may not have to do them as often, as diligently long term. Yeah. But if you go even a week without doing it, it's the same as working out. Exactly. You go a week without working out and it's a struggle when you come back. Exactly. It's only a week. It's only a week, but you know? it hurts. all that first oh, week man. back is always tough. I'm yep. living that life right <laughs> yep. So good. It's really good. Okay, so you talked about sitting in a chair. That's a very common thing. Are there any other pieces where like where you could get these, you know, some like oh getting people to think maybe a little bit like, oh, maybe like or posture, the way they pick things up or the way their hips tilt or things like that. Core activation. I know we've talked about that in the past with me. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of different things, and it's going to be different for everyone. That's the challenging part. Yeah. The, the two things, the two injuries that I would say I see, and I say injuries, this is going to be really broad, but for CrossFitters is low back pain, and that's not specific to CrossFitters. That's just specific to people. Yeah. Um, and really rotator cuff, yeah. shoulder in general, but rotator cuff, shoulder impingement, those types of things. Mm-hmm. So shoulder impingement can come from lack of thoracic movement, forward in chairs, phones, computers, those types of things. Um, And it can come from a lot of other things as well. Low back pain is general to people. So crossover symmetry is a great thing for your shoulders, which you mentioned earlier. A lot of the issues that I find with low back pain are specific to core stability and glute activation. Well, no, I just want to go back to the average show statement here. Okay. So we keep using the word crossover sem- sem- active- symmetry. symmetry activation. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, average show question. What is crossover symmetry? Well, we got one here at the gym. It's uh, you. I'll let you take it. So crossover symmetry, it's. It was specifically designed, I believe, for baseball. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes I think think, if I remember right, it's been a while since I've looked at it all the way at the beginning, but I think it was designed specifically for baseball. So they throw a lot. They work in the anterior a lot. And when you are in this forward folded position, everything in the front, everything here is really, really tight. Yep. And everything shoulders, if you're not watching the video back here, (laughs) everything back here is really, really weak. It's stretched out and it's stuck together and it's weak. It's not activating how it should. So essentially crossover symmetry is geared towards strengthening everything posterior, everything on your back to help you stand up taller and to keep you strong and in good posture. Essentially it makes that easier. And is that like bands on a rig pulling mm-hmm. back? And yeah, 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 yeah. Getting that. So there's like a they actually scaps together. The one we have, and not everyone has. Like there's a routine to that. You don't have to have the crossover symmetry. They have other versions of it, but yep. there's basic routines that they provide of like eight of this direction or eight of that direction based yep. on the, and there's different resistance based on your ability and all that stuff. And um, we were just talking last week. It's about 
making sure that when you're doing that, there's a core activation because you're still kind of cueing in that core activation. It's not just like yanking on some chords or anything right. like that. Right. So it's a little bit more to it than that. But yeah, it's kind of think just like cross. It's just one of those resources that we have. Yep. That that's when, super helpful. That's I super think that's helpful. just a uh, term defining for the people who might not know what crossover symmetry is yet. Yeah. So yeah. And helpful. I see a lot of people use it at the gym. I've, but I've seen it in gyms before to where it's very similar. They have 12 of them hanging up on the wall and you would talk about Collecting crossover desk. symmetry and yeah. they're like, hold on, what what's is, that? What is, what is that? So right. we've been, uh, as coaching staff, we've been trying to uh, push it a little bit more, especially for those people that are, that are hunched over. But you, uh, you talked also about glute activation, core activation. So give me some, let's, let's talk about those a little bit. Just let like, work in those areas and the benefits. I tend to like to be more functional. So the exercises that I give my marathon runners are probably going to look different than the exercises that I give my CrossFitters because Mm -hmm. the movements are different. Now, the foundation of that can sometimes look very similarly because once you add movement to an exercise in terms of progression, it becomes more challenging. And so if we can get your brain to respond to a movement or to an exercise, that's where we're going to get more benefit to it once we make the exercise more functional. So in terms of exercises, I don't know if that's what you're looking for specifically. Glue activation, I really like to do monster walks and ladder walks. If anyone at Thrive has never been to me, you should all be doing them (laughs) because I give them all the time. Yes. It's a it's a really good exercise. Yeah. It's a functional exercise, um, and I don't know. Maybe we make a video yeah, to demonstrate some of these. In some but. of these, yeah, for this month, we'll, yeah. we'll do some. We're we're gonna do some mobility videos for this month, and um, w- you know, weekly some different exercises that we can incorporate into based on the programming that we're doing for the week, and then um, also some. You're gonna do a mobility class as well, so that's gonna be good. So yeah. I'm smiling because Lydia is off 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 camera here. So if you see yeah. my camera, I'm like <laughs> eyes like. She She's she's gonna be doing the videos. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, excited about videos. that. She's, she's killing yes. it. She's our producer here, and she's killing doing a great game. job. So, yep. um, I guess my with those glute core activation stuff, where do you see that breakdown in everyday life where people are just not being intentional? You know what I mean? Is that, what causes that? What is what what's causing that lack of? You know, is it just lack of activity? Because you see CrossFitters that their backs a lot. You know, they light up all the time. You know what I mean? But how do they combat that? You know, because it's a lot of high repetition and that's probably a little bit, a little bit of that. And is that just a lack of, because of the, some of the stuff that we do or don't do, they're not, they don't know how to activate the core. Is that what that's coming from? Or I think some of it is being intentional and awareness. Yeah. And I know I talk a lot about awareness with the people that I work with because you can deadlift an insane amount of weight. Completely but then you hurt your, <laughs> yeah. well, completely incorrectly, but even if you do it perfectly yeah. uh, and then you drop your wallet and target and that's how you throw your back out or yep. turn a disc or throw your SI joint or all of these things that people hear me talk about, that's not even lifting. That's picking up your wallet. Yeah. Exactly. And so some of it is about awareness and some of it is that brain-body connection because mm-hmm. I can train you in the gym to deadlift correctly and to for for your brain to recognize how you should use your core Mm -hmm. the most Mm -hmm. effective way but if you don't think about it when you pick up your wallet and target 
if your brain doesn't recognize that it's supposed to use that muscle when you pick up your wallet and target, it could happen with the wallet. It could happen with 200 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it really, the weight doesn't matter. The movement doesn't, doesn't necessarily matter. That's why I focus so much on, we have to make sure your brain knows to do these things all the time. Hmm. And that's tricky to yeah. train. That's why I start very foundational. I think, when, I think people. when people start CrossFit, you hear about them. I was deadlifting, and I we've talked about deadlifts. And yesterday, I had to pick up a water bottle, and I had perfect technique. <laughs> but I don't think they stick with that consistently. Right. right. They get lazy or whatever, and you just like I'm just reaching out grabbing a water bottle, you know. But it is it's carrying the groceries or picking up your kid. Right. Exactly. I, that I, that yeah. To me, but yeah. So for me, I think the thing that I'm realizing is that I, I need to have more conversations with you and people who are informed like you, because I think we could, we could talk about this topic for like mm-hmm. six more hours and I could just continually be learning about things that are really important about my CrossFit journey here. Um, are there other resources just kind of as we're wrapping up, um, other resources that you would recommend for people that you would say, these are things that would help you understand more about this or do more of this? So I, I, this is where I want to kind of talk about healthcare providers and how that will work for people. There's yeah. tons of resources in the gym, foam rollers, bands, crossover symmetry. The rig is a resource in terms of stretching all yeah. of that, those kinds of things. There's lots of online resources, which we mentioned, but knowing who people are and what their credentials mean. Yeah. And so I'm an athletic trainer. I have a DAT, a doctorate in athletic training. That's my degree, but LATATC athletic trainer is my credential. You have a doctor of physical therapy. That is another credential or field Mm -hmm. that we work collaboratively, collaboratively with chiropractors, MDs, all of these things should work collaboratively together. Hmm. And so in terms of like the social media stuff, knowing what their credentials are and how they are practicing, all of them have a time and place. I'm not like, pro athletic trainer and only athletic trainer or PT or that kind of thing. Everyone has their time and place in healthcare, but knowing who their credentials are and what their specialization is. I focus on manual therapy and rehabilitation. If someone needs ultrasound, e-stem, those aren't things that I've chosen to specialize in, but I can find a physical therapist who does. So using healthcare providers as your resources, Uh I think is important because injuries can be really tricky to navigate on your own so maybe not follow the you know do what the person is doing out of their garage on instagram <laughs> might not be always maybe be the not. best <laughs> i saw this not. video and it's a little bit of a pet peeve maybe you could do that yeah and i think that's it's not gonna go so well i think that's one of the things we're trying to find this year too is with yeah. you guys such a resource of like where can we get you guys involved is because of the expertise of like some people come to us with things that they need to work on and we don't, we're not at that level. You know what I mean? We're, you know, we're helping them break down muscle and work out and exercise and good technique on these major lifts and things like that. But having you as that resource, and I think that's hopefully what people will kind of get involved with this and they can use you guys as you and Nick, Sarah, as a resource during March. Right. So I think that's going to be the big hope that we, and we're going to do a challenge of like a recovery or, you know, kind of challenge of making sure you're doing some stuff each week. So I think that's going to be kind of the big thing that we'll be able to provide this year. So I think it's going to be this month. I think it's going to be a really good month for that. So 
So I think the people jump into restoration in the month of March. You have lots of resources here at the gym for you. If you've got maybe even simpler questions about how to get connected with them, ask a coach and uh, make sure that you're mindful about this in the month of March. And uh, we'll be coming at you again next month with another great, interesting, invigorating and helpful topic. And uh, we can't wait for you to check it out there. Carolyn, thank, thank you, you. Yeah. so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add as we wrap it up? No, I don't think so. Thanks for having me. All right. Awesome to have you. All right, guys. See you next time. See you soon.